Well, we're going to go on, uh, picking up from where we were. Uh, we're in John 15. Uh, and uh, we just read one of the key texts in the chapter. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love. We're caught up into the Trinitarian life through love. Well, then what's love? Love is preferring the will of the other. That's love. Whatever you want, I want. That's what Jesus told the Father in the garden, right? And that's what we tell Jesus. Whatever you want, I want. And look, I'm scared to death that I'm going to let you down. I'm not good at this. But I want to tell you, whatever you want is what I want to want. I want to love you. I want to be in union with you, not just forever in heaven, but to start the forever now. I want to read you again. This is from St. Thomas Aquinas. He's a very different kind of author and theologian, but he's a delight. And his commentary on John is one of the last things he did. So you're getting the mature theologian beyond the Summa, beyond all that. He didn't finish the Summa, you know, he died. What he, what he did, he started, and he had this vision of reality of God, and he said, "That's I, everything I've written is so inadequate, I'm going to quit. Straw. And nobody could make him go on. So that's why it's not finished. He had time, but he didn't want to do it. This is what he says about um, this text. Um, As the Father loved me, so I loved you. The same text we've been looking at. Above, our Lord urged his disciples to remain united with him. Here he shows what this involves. He makes three points. First, to abide in him is to abide in his love. Secondly, to abide in his love is to keep his commandments. Thirdly, to keep his commandment is to love. Pretty nice, right? Pretty simple. You want to abide in me as I abide in the Father, then love. I mean, sometimes it's hard. These people are driving me nuts. Don't you worry about that. I will give you a force to forgive, to love, and to prefer someone else's will to your own. I'll give you a tiny example. We just had the feast of St. Gertrude of Helfta. And I'm quite sure this is the saint. She was a great mystic and a liturgical mystic. So as she would be singing the Psalms in choir, the Lord would be unfolding for her all the divine mysteries that are mediated by these words. And one day she said to Jesus, Lord, you know, my health is pretty good. But Sister Anne over there, she has a bad stomach. And as we stand singing in choir, she can hardly concentrate. She's got so much pain. Why did you take this grace and give it to her? He said, all right. So he gave her this mystical grace. And that's generosity, isn't it? Instead of being filled now with mystical graces, I'm going to have to slug it out and try to pay attention to the Psalms as we're singing them so Sister Anne can have that mystical grace. That's love. Nobody knew Sister Anne was delighted, but she didn't know it was Gertrude who gave it to her. That's love. Okay. Uh, 
if you and uh, abide then in see as I abide in his love. Okay. Now I have spoken to you these things. Why? That your joy, my joy, might be in you and your joy be fulfilled. Completely fulfilled. So why am I telling you to obey? Because that's the way to joy. That's why. You see? And so, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to love. I'm going to love. Okay. Then this is my commandment. You know what's going to come next? That you love each other as I have loved you. That's the commandment. Perpetuate my love on earth so that people can see it. I was um, saying the Mass for a group of women recently uh, who were on retreat, and there was a newcomer among them. And this newcomer, from another country even, uh, who had suffered much in her own country, saw this love, and it just won her over. Consoled her, blessed her. She saw regular folk, you know, some married with children, some single. They're all there, but they loved each other. And they loved the Lord, and they cared for each other. And it was so impressive that this person was immensely blessed. That's the way you win over people. Huh? That's how. That, when we get as far as chapter 16, you'll hear about this again. You see? Okay, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm going to keep your commands. What is it? That you love each other as I loved you. Okay, how much did you love us? Greater love than this nobody has. That he laid down his life for his friends. Now, you're my friends if you do what I command you. Isn't that great? So why does he, his commands bring us to union, transforming union with the incarnate Word of God? All I came for was that you'd have joy, that you'd be free of this curse hanging over you, that you'd once again be able to look forward to spending eternity with us. That's why I did it. You see? Uh, and so, uh, now you're my friends if you do what I command you. You say, oh, wait a minute, I thought we were friends. Now you're going to give me commands? He says, look, my father and I are friends from all eternity. And I never move a muscle without looking at him to see what he wants. I'm giving you the way to freedom, you understand? In the Father's will is our freedom. This way of speaking that our Lord has opens up for us who He really is. And that He wants to tell us about the Father. Um, if we get a glimpse of this, and believe Him, we will find time to pray every day. And we'll find more and more time. I know I've told you this story before about a fellow said to his friend, well, you ought to pray. I don't have time. The I don't have time fellow was, 
an executive in IBM, and young, 42, and a real big shot, and uh, I don't have time. So the friend said, give me 15 minutes a day. He said, all right, I'll try that. He had six kids, he was a lector, you know, doing all kinds of pious things, but he wasn't praying. What kind of a friend is that? I'm serving you, Jesus, but I got no time to talk to you. I mean, that that's not right. Anyway, a few months later, the friend saw him again. And he said, well, how's it going? And he said, I'm praying an hour a day. He said, I thought you didn't have time. He said, it got to be a hunger. You see the way our Lord wins us over? Now, this is a text from St. Ambrose. It's on his advice to clergy, actually, but it applies to everybody. It goes like this. God himself made us friends instead of servants. He gave us a pattern of friendship to follow. We are to fulfill the wish of a friend and to unfold to him our secrets that we hold in our own hearts and are not to disregard his confidences because he talks to us. And we get understandings. Those are his confidences. Let us show him our heart and he will open his to us. Listen to this. See, let us show him. Don't hide anything. I'm a mess. I got sin I got to get rid of. Show him your heart. And he will open his to us. He'll bring us little by little so that we can see his heart. A friend then, if he is a true one, hides nothing. He pours forth his soul as the Lord Jesus poured forth the mysteries of his Father. That's the way we got to be with the Father. Father, look, I'm a disaster. I resolve every day not to get angry, and I do. I'm a mess. You've got to come and help me with this. Rather than, oh God, I'm going to try real hard, and you know. not going to work. Just say, I love you and I'm a wreck. You've got to come and help me. See, that's talking to a friend. And if you unfold and open up your heart to him, he'll open up his heart to you. And you will see who the Father is. The Father is infinite. And he is such a stable there is no shadow of deceit in him. You can totally rely on him. And that's what faith is, right? Leaning so far over in God. You just see that you can confide your whole being, your whole eternity. You can confide everything to him because he is so truthful and so loving. And when that happens to us, that's Jesus showing us everything you ever heard from the Father. And that's the gift, you see, of loving the Father the way Jesus does. Jesus trusted his Father. If there's any other way, Lord, he said in the, in the, the Father, in the garden, I take it, but not what I want. What would you want? Because he knew his Father. That grace is for us. That's what this text is telling us. You see? Uh, See, I call you now my friends because everything I heard from the Father 
I have made known from you to you. That's remarkable, isn't it? Now, oh yeah, that's for the great mystics. You know, if it were for the great mystics, it'd be like a secret gospel for the initiates, and the rest of us would read the rest of the stuff. That's not the case, is it? The Gnostics did that, and they're heretics. No, this gospel, these words, are for every baptized Christian. In fact, they're for every human being to come to hear, to come to Christ, to hear, and to experience their truth. Well, boy, i got to change. Of course you got to change. we all got to change. First, you've got to have time to be with the Lord. If the Lord's going to show us everything he learned from the Father, you got to pay attention. Suppose you came home, wherever you were, and some very important and very brilliant person had been in your house. And the, the person was in your house. I want to tell you everything this person said to us. I'm busy. Don't bother me. It's nuts. Jesus is saying, I want to tell you everything the Father told me. So sit down. Now let's work at it. Come every day. And little by little, you will feel that tug of my Holy Spirit on your heart. And you will begin to change. And you'll be amazed. And the secret is constant obedience. Now, Constant obedience, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, especially to Americans, because we're allergic to obedience. But it is a lot of fun, because we fall in love with the Father. And then, there's nothing we'd rather do than please Him. How does that happen? Well, I'm going to give you the little rhythm. If you go to Our Lady and consecrate yourself to her, then she can make your heart soft and obedient to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then can form your heart to be the heart of Christ. And when you have the heart of Christ living and palpitating in you, you are crazy about the Father. You love the Father, you know the Father, and you only want His will. And that is the rhythm that's in this chapter 15. And we'll take it up from there next week.